Welcome to Body Ecology Living. This is a show or a podcast where we talk about all things related to health, diet especially, but also the microbiome and all kinds of different infections. And most of all, we offer lots and lots of solutions. I'm committed to never doing a podcast where you don't walk away or you know turn it off or whatever without some great information that makes your life better. My guest today is Nadine Artemis. I met Nadine years ago, really, maybe more than 10 years ago when Nadine and I were both um, speaking at a David Wolf conference for women. And she was talking at that time about the vaginal microbiome, which I was you know, pretty amazed that she'd done and knew so much about it because you know I think everybody today knows that we have a microbiome in our gut. There is one in the vagina of women we have in a very huge microbiome all over our skin, our scalp, of course, uh, for people that have dandruff, they have yeast, uh, candida in their scalp. Um, and then of course there's the nose and there is the mouth. And one of the microbiomes that people really don't know much about is the oral microbiome, the microbiome in the mouth. And Nadine is a specialist in this topic. So I was really thrilled when she um, said, yes, she would be on our podcast. And I think you're going to love what we're going to talk about. So Nadine, thank you so much for coming today. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Um, for all of you that would like to, um, if you've got, if you're on a computer and you want to open up um, and take a look at Nadine's website, it's called Living uh librations is that is it Li librations still or Li libations Li which is spelled l-i-b-a-t-i-o-n-s kind of okay, like so vibrations no yeah no r libations okay. it's Perfect. like it means it's an outpouring of of honor and love to it like a deity so which we think of like it's we're an outpouring of like the gifts are an outpouring of love from the planet and we get to pour them on our body and it's just like a whole beautiful reciprocal libation relation <laughs> which is very typical of something you would do and also the website you'll see she um nadine has products and they're unique products they're amazing products they're extremely high quality so you may want to poke around and look at some of those while we're talking but let's get started talking about this amazing topic the oral microbiome so um, gosh, Nadine, it's such a huge topic. You wouldn't, you know, people listening might think, well, what can you say? Except that there's a microbiome in the mouth, but there's a lot to say about it. And so um, if you don't mind, I kind of started putting a list of questions together. And I wanted just to let people know that 80% of Americans have gum disease. They have plaque in their mouth and they have pathogens in their mouth and they don't realize what that's doing to the body. So um, if we could just start there and talk about how the mouth or the oral cavity is an extension of your digestive tract. And, you know, the question is, do the microbes in the mouth have anything to do with the microbes in our gut? Yeah, that's a very good question. And yes, they are inextricably bound. And before we go too deep into that, I just want to say, Perhaps you did see me on the stage talking about the vaginal microbiome, but really I feel like my early microbiome knowledge came directly from you. And you from all me? Your, yeah. 
Oh, thank you. Well, I was the first one to start talking yeah. about it. Nobody was interested in it 30 years ago. Oh, I but, was so um, interested in that. Yeah. And yeah, so eventually well, seeing, you know, and then your, your books came out and really to deal with the body ecology and candida and the guts and all of that. So it's very, very groundbreaking, your whole, your whole body of work. And so, yes, within that huge, that gut microbiome, it's very easy to know that the mouth microbiome is completely connected. And even though here we are in this time and you can walk down those drugstore dental aisles and never before has there been more periodontal promises and plaque removers and all kinds of products. And at the same time, never before have we had such a, endemic of, you know, uh, bleeding, receding gums, uh, or plaque that travels into the brain and is now understood to be related to Alzheimer's. There has also uh, never been more of a prolif proliferation of cavities and root canals and receding gums and all of that. So even though it looks like we have all of these products, we don't really have a lot of solutions as we can tell from the health of our mouths. And all of those products in the drugstore aisle, at the foundation of all of them, they all mess with the mouse microbiome. So then here we are sort of in a, in a vicious cycle in a catch 22, maintaining our mouths with what we, you know, we think we're doing the best and we're literally like, you know, impeding the, the vitality of our microbiome every day. Well, most people today know that you're supposed to visit your dentist twice a year, get your teeth cleaned. Um, they sadly, not just only do we have terrible products that are not paying, you know, don't even re recognize the fact that we have a microbiome in our mouth, but also dentists don't know and they don't. I'm like two blocks away from a fantastic dental school um, in USC. It's, it's a medical college of um, Medical University of South Carolina, but it's very, very good uh, dental school. And nobody there ever, ever discusses, and all oh, those kids that graduate, they know nothing about the oral microbiome. Yeah, and it's almost like we can't, like we can't even understand the mouth if we don't know about the oral microbiome. And then the other thing, because I always like to go, okay, let's step back and like, let's see what is the way that the body's designed and can we assist that because I feel like a lot of our modern stuff actually like tries to override the design of the body. And so a really foundational thing to know about our mouth too is like how cavities are caused. Because in the forties, it was the ADA decided, it was sort of a debate at the time, they were trying to decide, is it systemic? Are our mouths systemically connected to the body? And I sing ding, ding, that's the answer. But they chose, they chose the acidogenic theory route of decay. And that is just basically that acids and sugars on the teeth create de decay, not sensing that the whole mouth is connected to the rest of the body. And so when I was diving into my research to understand, because I, I figure there's a natural system in the body to prevent cavities. So what is that? Because we weren't born with a toothbrush in our hand. We were born with a microbiome though. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so what I learned from other, because my, all my dental research is, of course, I mean, I am a, I'm just a human. I have teeth and I was really interested in keeping them. And so I looked to the, the dental experts and brought their information together. And so what we learned from Dr. Steinman and Dr. John Leonora, and they did thousands of studies 
is that when we chew, the parotid glands activate, the, so the nutrients in the food, hopefully we've got nutrient-dense food, and that signals the hypothalamus, which I always feel like, of course, everything touches the hypothalamus at some point, and then that sends out the communications. So then the blood is drawing in the nutrients from the food, and then that travels up to the teeth, where we have our roots, and each tooth is like a tree with roots. It's drawing up from sort of the soil of our body. It's drawing up the blood, all the nutrients into the pulp chamber. And here's the fascinating thing that they found is that there's a dentina lymphatic system and that blood goes up into the pulp chamber and then through a lot of complicated, amazing biology, it gets fenestrated into a lymphatic fluid and then the odontoblasts which are like the pumps that help make bone density they pump out this fluid onto the surface of the tooth where it's like it's like microscopic sweat that coalesces with the saliva to care for the teeth to nourish areas that are under stress and that is what i call the invisible toothbrush because it prevents plaque formation it prevents decay and it brings nutrients to the tooth when we are stressed, like, you know, from stress comes from all, all the realms, yeah, or like uh, pregnancy or like, you know, hormonal stress or like teen hormonal stress or really poor diet, which is, of course, going to create stress in the body. When that happens, this beautiful lymphatic system, dentinal lymphatic system stagnates. And so then, you know, then we're kind of in a limbo. And if things get worse, then that system will reverse and then our teeth become like straws sucking in from the mouth the bacteria virus and fungi and that is the genesis of how cavities are formed and so if we don't have that great balance in our oral microbiome that you know it's all connected together and so healthy mouth healthy guts healthy dentinal uh, lymph fluid so that's really amazing. First of all, um, I know that the limb system completely is all over the gut, area of the gut. It's yeah. everywhere. Huge amount, massive amount of lymph all around that area. Uh, actually, the whole area is called the um, gut-associated lymph system. So mm -hmm. that's interesting what you just said about the lymph system, that um, what's happening down in that lymph system is actually going up and all the way into the tooth and then no one has ever heard about teeth sweating. Are you saying you're basic? I just want you to repeat this again because yeah. it's like, whoa, I never heard that before everyone's thinking. So the teeth are sweating out. What are they sweating out? Yeah, I know obviously you don't see your teeth yeah. sweating, so it and is it's, invisible. It's microscopic and it's that dentineal lymphatic fluid that gets pushed out onto the surface of the teeth. Because of course, you know, bones are a two-way street. Right, there is, there's a, and really on one level of biology, like everything has it sort of a breathing cycle, you know, mm -hmm. like our skin breathes besides us breathing. And so that it is believed by dentists that there is a respiration in a sense to the teeth. There's an in and out, there's a supply of oxygen that needs to get there and that kind of thing. So for example, when we have a root canal, which in theory is a good idea because it's like, hey, let's keep that original chewing surface and of course it's your natural uh, bone and all that so it's it's a good idea in theory but they scrape out the pulp chamber and cement it um and then it's like creates this like 
it's it's like supposed to be a hermetically sealed thing in your mouth but it isn't hermetically sealed and it can never be properly sterilized because what's also crazy fascinating is that each tooth has 300 meters of microscopic tubules so one back molar has 300 meters which it blows my mind because every time i say that even in my head i have to be like you know like really 300 but it, it is <laughs> you know because in my head i'm like really are you sure it's not like three meters would be long enough right like one microscope, so that's in one tube. That can never ever be sterilized. And so what the root canal does is it creates this environment where all that bacteria is just leaking into the blood supply 24 seven. And, that, and, then, and then we have the saliva in our mouth, which everyone does know yes. about. And if the mouth has pathogenic, you know, different types of microbes, which it has a lot of, Yes. you've got you're swallowing that so that's getting down in the gut so it's like a two-way sweet street like the two bad things are happening yeah. back and forth and like a cycle like that so so if the gut isn't healthy um the lymph will not be the tooth is not going to sweat out healthy ingredients and it and might be sucking in from that mouth that you know isn't that healthy Mm -hmm. Once it gets worse. So, no wonder <laughs> people, as much as 80% of the country, the world probably <laughs> has tooth problems. No wonder they have plaque. And I, I don't know if people know this, but what is a pla what is plaque? I mean, some people know about biofilm, some people don't know about biofilm. So could we just talk a little bit about about the stuff that gets all around our teeth? What what is yeah. plaque? <laughs> well, yeah, it is. It's the beginning of the biofilms forming. And it's got a lot of bacteria and things that you don't want in it. And it can build up to become like tartar and calculus and it's harder to move out. And then biofilms form, which basically just become like little, little communities mm -hmm. of bacteria. And the biofilms are very hard to bust through, which is, you know, even antibiotics, obviously that's a whole thing, but they are now discovering, oh, they're not even able to bust through that. Mm -hmm. And of course we've been overusing antibiotics we've in a whole state of antibiotic resistance, but that actually has led to some great research when we combine that with the microbiome because scientists and researchers are well aware of antibiotic resistance and have been you know, looking for solutions for a number of years. What's also fascinating, for example, is, you know, and again, we're gonna have the good, we're always, what we now know is that there is good bacteria and we don't, like, I think out of the forties too, we had that chemical time and there was sort of this germ warfare, sort of scorched earth policy, whether it was agriculture or literal warfare or like our mouths or our skin or acne, right? It was just like, let's just kill all the bacteria. But now we're like, wait, we need that. They keep things in check. And so what's really neat that, that's come out of this research is for example, pretty much everybody has strep in their mouths, that bacteria. And it's a cavity causing bacteria, but not everybody's getting cavities. So researchers are starting to understand that strep is probably most likely causing an issue when it's in bodies that are missing, like when the strep's missing its ancestral bacterial bodies that help keep it in check. Mm -hmm. So we really need a diversity of bacteria. We actually need our mouths to be bustling with bacteria, good bacteria, and that's what's gonna keep the dentist away. 
And what's really cool is that, okay, so we've got the good bacteria and then pathogens are in the body and generally they're kind of solo. I think of it kind of like phyto phytoplankton floating around in the ocean, but of course it wants to like meet other pathogens and and, and Lodge somewhere up. and have a home huh? yeah have a home and then get hay buddies and create a biofilm what's really cool about so modern research is now looking so now we have answers as to why things like frankincense mean peppermint cardamom clove all those beautiful plants have been used for oral care for thousands of years because now we're able to see that they are something called qsi essential oils, which I like to think of as botanical biotics because they're for the life, they're not antibiotic, is that they are QSI, they're corn sensing inhibitors, and they are able to clean up the pathogens, bust through biofilms while working right alongside the beneficial bacteria. So it cleans without up the them. Yeah, yeah, without killing them. So that's so, that, that kind of intelligence we can use to clean our mouths instead of triclosan, sodium lauryl sulfate, and synthetic alcohols. I know that erythritol is also good for busting through um, uh, a biofilm in the mouth, but oh yeah, I wanted to talk about how when you do have infections in your mouth, how they don't just, um, you know, you don't have this back and forth problem with the mouth and the gut. You also have a problem everywhere in the body. Every, yes. you know, the bacteria are traveling in the bloodstream, they're affecting the heart, for example. So could you talk about that just a little bit so people understand this, why it's so very important to address these issues. If you know, yeah, um, yeah that like, for example, I'll just throw this out to you that yeah. I was really curious and I thought, I wonder if there's any connection between the oral microbiome and pathogens there, you know, tooth infections and plaque and all, and COVID. Well, there's mm -hmm. actually a lot of information on it. And it turns out basically in a nutshell that um, the co comorbidities like having heart disease, diabetes, being overweight and all that is, uh, this is another comorbidity. If you have, in, you know, unhealthy gums and uh, teeth, tooth infections and cavitations and things like that, that's another a very high risk factor for having a more severe case or like something I've been studying quite a lot are the long haulers. Like why are yeah. these supposedly healthy people uh, never quite the same after they've um, gotten a virus and then recovered from it? They're, they're really not that healthy. That's my, my opinion. And I think that the inflammation hasn't calmed down. And I also think that the um, a lot of things have been awakened in the body like Epstein-Barr and other infections. but this is another thing is that, that these so-called healthy people, did anybody ask them if they have gum disease? Because <laughs> there's a connection there too. So For could you sure. talk a little bit about the systemic, uh, the organs that are being affected by having a, you think it's a mouth problem? It's a whole body problem. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and thanks for reminding me because yes, like um, in the field of medicine, I probably more functional medicine doctors, they really feel that 80% of all disease starts in the mouth. So it's actually the mm. first place to look at if you are. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I have to say something. <laughs> yes, yes. I would have said eighty percent or hundred percent of yeah. disease starts in the gut. But ah, actually, what but, we just said yeah. is that they're one and the same. So I that's was just really about interesting. To say that. Yeah, <laughs> that is really the same. 
Yeah. That is so, so fascinating. Um, and again, I mean, that's just their feeling, but the reason to share that is also like, clearly there's, you know, a lot of doctors that are beginning to get that, like the mouth isn't isolated. It's totally connected to the rest of the body. And you were reminding me of some other stats, for example, um, elderly people, uh, that have and had, or have like a lot of plaque, they're advised to really think about it because you can have your teeth clean and you're releasing so much plaque into the lungs and the heart that there are statistics like that people die like a few days after having a teeth mm. cleaning because what's been released into the I'm body. I'm sure no one would ever tie that in. Healthy yeah, well, thing, like yeah. getting your teeth cleaned <laughs> yeah. to the fact yeah. they died. Yeah. And no then time. there's um, lots of infertility is act, or like infertility or premature birth is related to like for sure premature birth to gum disease in pregnant women's mouth. And pregnancy is a real challenging time for the mouth because it's going to bring up any kind of weaknesses in the system because you're you know providing everything to the baby and the immune system's lowered anyway yeah. so that the mother doesn't uh, see the baby as a foreign object and attack it so you, you don't even have a strong immune system really during pregnancy i have a lot to say around that topic i feel like we're so <laughs> far off base and taking care of women when they're oh. doing probably the most important thing in the world Yes. having another human being but um okay so i i just kept thinking of a million questions um <laughs> to ask you but just getting back again to the gut connection yeah. in the mouth all the other organs like the stomach you know you've got your esophagus in the stomach and then you've got your small intestine large intestine um have you been able to uncover anything like i, I wonder sometimes about infections in the gut like um uh, Crohn's and colitis and SIBO, which seems like half the world today seems to think they have SIBO. Um, I think that there's another one of those missing uh, connections between all kinds of that. And I've actually found research to show that the, the uh, dentists are real savvy and they're actually t testing the microbiome in the mouth, can even tell people ahead of time that they have Crohn's or colitis because they can see the bacteria in the mouth that cause Crohn's and colitis, but they can also see other nutritional deficiencies and other signs of, um, you know, things showing up that, that are also going to be happening in the gut. And the person doesn't even That's know they amazing. have Crohn's or colitis yet. That's a good dentist that's able to. I know there's so <laughs> few. That was actually going to be one of my questions. Do you, do you think there are any, I mean, who would you recommend yeah. somebody to, where do people go to find a good dentist? That's a really good question. And yeah, there are some amazing dentists out there. I also have a, in my book and also just a, an article on our website, questions to ask prospective dentists, and it will really get you to the right one. Cause there like are what? so many, like, um, you know, do they, uh, do they perform root canals? If like the best dentist will not do that in their office. Like they don't do alone. it anywhere. They won't do it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't they go over do there it. and do it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What? Because so many people I've asked them because I like to find out people's history yeah. from doing a consultation. And yeah, it's kind of an odd thing to ask people. But um, you know, do they have a root canal? And so you know, I'm just like everyone that said, oh yeah, they think it's a good thing. They have no idea that of the um. The consequences of doing a root canal so can you just talk my, my about dentist and, yeah and my favorite dentist and he and i will i because i almost like i when i was writing my book and stuff and i i definitely had a moment where i like needed to go to the dentist but just didn't want to because I, I knew too much and i'm like i can't go until i can go see dr Nunnally in texas 
So I go to him. Yeah. And, and he really sees people from all over the world and he really is phenomenal. And he, and I write about it in my book, he did a whole independent study on root canals and he took textbook, perfect root canals that were showing up perfectly in an x-ray and they removed them and then, you know, sent them off to lab. I'm simplifying things. Um, and what they found was the textbook, perfect root canals, basically all root canals have necrotic bacteria. And a lot of them were packing old, strange bacteria like leprosy, uh, Lyme. That's not that that's old, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but I've also heard that, oh, wow, that's just strange. I never heard of that. But I have heard that they become infected within the year, like eight to 10 months are already infected. Could a a doctor do a root canal? Let's say they really believed in them and maybe use something like ozone or something in the socket when it's done with that? It, see, it seems at this stage, there's no way to just really do it. And you're going to be, I guess, so some, many people are fine or they're fine for 40 years or whatever, because it's really a hidden thing. And it's not even going to show up on the x-ray. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. ozone's good for like clearing the area or once you've had that root canal removed, uh, you know, so, and, and that's also an issue because then I'll bring up root canals and then I, I know people will have them in their mouth and then they're wondering what they should do. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're feeling really healthy and all is well in your world, you know, you're probably okay. You can have it tested. You can't even do sort of PRP or ozone in that area to kind of keep it maintained. But also knowing that you can remove it, if it's a back molar, it's really not going to be a problem. Um, you don't, you know, you don't even need to fill it. Your teeth, your face mm-hmm. won't cave in. You don't, mm-hmm. obviously if you've got a whole bunch, you're going to need to do something, but if it's just one, it can mm-hmm. easily be removed. The front, you're going to have to think a bit more. And, um, you know, that's when you're, you're, you really want to going to want to work with the best dentist because you're also going to want to make sure that it's maybe not even a root canal candidate for a teeth, right? Because there are many different ways to interpret an x-ray and I talk about that in the beginning of my book too. There's this journalist that went, you know, really got an analysis and then went to 50 doctors and it was like ranging from $500 to 36,000, what he needed to do for his mouth. And we think because it's like science and people wear lab coats and there's x-rays involved, we think it's like this black and white thing, but it's like all, you know, 50 shades of white, so to speak in the dental world. And when the ADA was asked about that journalist's story and everything they just said well dentistry is an art which i thought was interesting (laughs) i'm like okay so now we're going to be subjective okay (laughs) it seems like your vet and your dentist charge more money than anybody else does but i did you mentioned your book a couple of times i really should have done a better intro in the beginning it's called holistic dental care the complete guide to healthy teeth and gums is it still up to date yeah, it's I mean, great it's, book. it's, it's great still book. up to date. I feel like I could probably write another one, but I actually in Renegade Beauty, there's a which was writ, uh, published in 2018, uh, oh, so a few years later. So I did another dental chapter, and oh, it's good. it's very juicy. So that's really oh, good. Yeah. Both books are outstanding, amazing oh, information. I mean, like I told you off camera, we we could do uh, hours, uh, a whole entire masterclass on on the whole mouth yeah. and on the skin. Actually, in um, honor of me seeing you today for the first time, I just washed and wear, wear this is a wash and wear hairdo. I always dry it. And I thought, I'm not gonna do that today because Nadine is all into natural. 
Um, leave everything alone and I'm going to do that and see what happens. I'm probably going to regret the, it. The waves and the curls. It looks so nice. Well, it is wavy and curly, but and it feels healthy. I it's, Where was it a time saver? Not to sit there and dry it, you know, so thanks to you. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so back to the topic at hand. Um, so, oh yeah, back to the cavitations. What if somebody has something right in the front of their mouth and they didn't want to put something yeah. in? Usually, they put a little post made of uh, titanium, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, when you see one of those come out and then those go sent to the lab, oh, mm -hmm. like you can, you can do that. If you have anything in your mouth like that and you're getting work done, it's uh, kind of fun to send it to the lab and, and see what was going on in your mouth. But that be, that's why you need a really good dentist because you want them to be able to really guide you through really good choices because like one visit to the dentist can literally affect your health like 50 years later. And so if it is in the front, there is an option to do a bridge, but that, so that's like a tooth and then it kind of clicks onto each other side, but you kind of mm -hmm. have to shave away healthy teeth on each side. So it's not the best thing. Of course, there's a temporary that you could take in and out, but now, yeah. But instead of the titanium post, which titanium is one of the, one of the very toxic metal to have in our body, especially near our brain. Isn't that, don't they use it? I, I don't have any, um, I have my, all, all my body parts and even all yeah, my teeth. Great. So I don't, I am not very schooled in this, but don't people use titanium and hip replacements and yeah or if you yeah. break your arm or something can't be repaired it's just not it's common it's probably, yeah it's, it's totally common and it's been used forever but but it's not so good and um in the mouth now though there is alternatives and they've been using zirconium in europe for like 30 years so there's a very good track record it's still a foreign object in the body but it seems mm. like it's the most biocompatible so you definitely, and there's, there are ceramic options, but there, there can be metals in those too. So you want to have your dentist really be your guide and you want to be with like a person that's like with you, your partner in health and you're informed rather than it being done to you, you know, and then you get home. Well, I'm sure everybody listening right now is thinking, well, where am I going to find a dentist like this? And unfortunately you can't do telemedicine. Like right, you can't call up your dentist yeah. in Texas and you know, yeah. over Zoom call. Well, we actually, we have one dentist that does do video appointments, which it can get you pretty far. Like it can, you know, you can see what's mm. going on and, and often remedies don't have to involve a drill or like equipment. There's often like something you can see. And then if you start doing stuff at home, you know, it can mm -hmm. really help. Mm -hmm. So there's that, there's also, um, you know, you can email us as well. And we, we will give you like, uh, there's the, I can't remember them all, but there are some holistic and uh, mercury free dental associations and then they mm -hmm. have lists of oh yeah and there's that bio, biological dentist association mm -hmm. that's going to be more where you're going to look for the dentist rather than holistic holistic mm -hmm. doesn't quite cut it sometimes you want to be with like the leading edge because we also need them to have like the best equipment the least radiation mm -hmm. with the x-rays and you really have, want them to thought of everything all the way through like that they're filtering the water and all that and uh, there are they exist I feel like there's one in each state that's like really awesome. Not that oh, I know. Wow, that's oh, good you know what I mean? Know. I feel like yeah. they're, you know, they're coming. <laughs> good. Well, the thing is, it's, you know, for dentists to go step out and I mean, to do that, it's expensive. The training is expensive. I know that when I did all this extensive training through A4M, I spent $75,000 on the, wow. all those courses and things. Yeah. So a lot of doctors can't, I don't know, fortunately. <laughs> little bit at a time i kept spending them one day i totaled it up and i thought wow no wonder doctors they can't take off time from their practice um you're asking a lot 
for of a dentist to do that. But the one thing is if they have so many patients afterwards, it's well worth it. And again, if the dental schools could get caught up on all this knowledge, I, I think maybe now that I'm thinking about it, I would call uh, some of these companies that actually do the testing of the oral microbiome and then work ah. backwards that way because oh the doctor's a... savvy enough yeah. to order one oh, of those yeah. tests. That's a good doctor. That's so. definitely a good doctor. That's a really yeah. cool thought. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to explore that. So mm -hmm. now everybody at this point is probably, uh, well, first of all, tell us your website so they can uh, uh go there <laughs> yeah we're at livinglibations.com and we also have like a lot of articles on the site you'll find some ones on oral care and stuff in there that can get you started okay we can always repeat that later on but i just thought already people are wondering you know yeah. uh, where can i go look some of this up so so okay so now let's get into solutions like we've defined the problem it's pretty bad um, I did want to, before we're finished, talking about children, you know how in the, yeah. let's do that right now, actually, in the um, newborn's gut course, it's really super important to have a healthy microbiome, and they don't have any teeth, which I guess, I'm guessing that's because the teeth would get in the way of the baby nursing, but the teeth start coming in around yeah. five, six months, she's still nursing, baby's probably still nursing, but um, so they, I don't know. I, I uh, my daughter started biting me until I no, <laughs> but um, they they do yeah, hurt I, when they come I, in. Yeah, <laughs> but, I breastfed into into toddlerhood and everything too. Yeah, so, me yeah, too. I, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But anyway, okay. So here's your parent. You know, I, I have a little yeah. two little grandchildren. One of them is just brand new. She's so like a month old. Oh. And the other one is two and a half. So they don't. Uh, they're not taking care of their teeth yet, especially yeah. little baby. So <laughs> what what is a uh, how do you start off the oral? Is there a way like in a health, I can help any parent start their baby off with a healthy gut microbiome and have an enormous influence on their development, brain yeah. development, mood, personality, everything, you know, immune system, everything. But what, do you, what would you say for starting your child off uh, with the right kind of microbiome early in life? Well, for sure, I would say start your pregnancy with your protocols and really, you know, think about your gut and oral microbiome before, like even if you if you're able and you know you're hoping to get pregnant, like start now. And then for the baby fresh, I would still follow your protocol because I think setting up the microbiome is a really great way to have success later in life. And what we also know is from cesarean birth, for example, um, is because they were kind of colonized by the air or the doctor's microbes, um, is that there is, you know, more uh, prone to allergies, skin conditions, and oral care issues. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily, and I'm sure you talked about that a lot, but there's that way that you can sort of swab from the maternal microbiome and even put it in the baby's mouth and stuff to get that start. Um, if the baby has been born by cesarean, and then you can really work with the you know, getting the microbiome happy. Mm -hmm. And then as the tea, and then of course in the mother, you know, obviously I'm sure you talk about that a lot, a lot, but I would just say other than all the great things about having a healthy diet, make sure you've got D3 and K2 in your diet through your food or through a supplement, you know, or some sunshine. So the teeth develop, uh, because when the baby teeth fall out and the adult yeah. teeth come in, are you um, nourishing those adult teeth even though they're up in the gum and they're yeah, well, the, to feed and the nourish them. The adult teeth are really getting their nourishment in pregnancy and in those first three years. Mm. So that's really, really key. 
-hmm. And the D3 and K2 are so vital because they are like ushers that send the, the minerals into the bones rather than keeping it floating around in the blood serum because that's where we need that calcium mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. bone, making us strong, making our teeth, making our baby's teeth. And then when they start budding, coming out, the simplest thing to do is to just like use a, like a cloth and you can put it around your finger, like just sort of around your hand and it's a little bit damp and you touch baking soda on it and then you just do that to the teeth. Like, sorry, mm -hmm. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, just mm -hmm. rub them with the baking mm -hmm. soda, period. Because if they swallow it, that's fine. It's totally True. fine. Yeah. Um, so what I do for people that don't know that, um, <laughs> that are just finding us out there online or something. I am a very big believer in really focusing on the baby's gut from the minute they're born. Yeah. A lot of times uh, people have been already, uh, pregnant women are already on the diet um, during the pregnancy because it's a fantastic diet with all the fermented foods and uh, it's really good for their immune system, but, all, but giving it balance, but also creating that diversity that they want to pass on to their baby. So um, they will have around some fermented vegetables and I've told them for years to take a little bit of that juice and dilute it and put it in a bottle and then a dropper bottle and then just take a little bit of that dropper, uh, a little bit of that juice and just squirt it in the baby's mouth, even from the very beginning, like yeah. day two. And um, so I've had many years ago, I had a parent, uh, mom and dad that called me, they had literally not slept for six weeks because mm. their baby screamed all the time for six weeks. And then I had them do this. And then they, uh, you know, like a day or two later, they let me know that they were now sleeping. <laughs> the baby oh. wasn't crying and they were sleeping. And that really made me adamant about the importance of establishing bacteria right from the beginning, because so many babies are fussy or they're screaming and they, they just, the parents are not tying it into the fact that their gut microbiome is having a hard time getting started. But again, um, so one of the things I just wanted to put that we sort of forgot to say is that diversity is what's special about the gut. It has a huge diversity and the mouth also has the huge diversity. And even though the skin, which is a huge amount of you know, there's a lot of skin, a lot of uh, footage there for, for bacteria to cover. The um, the diversity is more, uh, there's more diversity in the mouth and in the gut than anywhere. Yes. So that's what I love about fermented vegetables or our probiotic liquids uh, because they, um, you could use those too, but they, like if you go out in the field and let's say you grab, just grab three cabbages out of your garden and some carrots or something and you bring them in and shred them up pack them in a jar and ferment them. Every one of those cabbages, every piece of carrot, you know, every carrot had its own unique microbiome, nature's uh, microbiome that nature created. Mm -hmm. And it's way more diverse, way more extraordinary than a capsule, uh, probiotic. Um, but uh, that, that's what you're getting when you ferment them. You're getting what I call the wisdom of nature and all that amazing diversity. And you can really only get that on, um, a few fermented foods, but especially fermented vegetables. So what you might think was, well, why would I put fermented cabbage juice into my baby? Because that's lactic acid bacteria, but it's really not. And it's really um, an incredible diversity, but babies need bifidus. So that to me is a bacteria that you um, add uh, into your breast milk if, you, if you're pumping and you, or anything, but, you know, any 
bottle anywhere. You've got a and then bottle. You, can, you know, mama taking it because then it was yes, then it, yeah. perfect. Yes. And then also, um, you can even just put a little, you know, a little bit in their mouth and let them mm -hmm. swallow it too under their tongue or something. So that's really critical to do that. So I'll just throw in that little, my little piece of wisdom, but let's get back that. to you because you have really important information about what to do when your guts, when your mouth rather is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like for most people, there's probably something right now in their mouth that they want to evolve. And I feel like as a society, we feel like, oh, things can't change in our mouths. I, you know, just from the way I was raised. And when you, when I went to the dentist, it just kind of feels hopeless. Well, they're probably trying to do things, but it's not working because they're yeah. not doing the right thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe they're doing mouthwash. And the next thing they know, two hours later, their mouth, their gums, you know, they, they just feel kind of like inflected or inflamed again. Totally. It's funny because we have people, you know, our people that use libations and then go to the dentist. We kind of have dentists that are like, oh my God, what are you doing? And then they're like, let me take really extensive notes. And then there's the other dentists that are like, that's really great. Amazing. Just keep doing what you're doing. I don't want to hear about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny, the different, there's different ways. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one, so I think of like a simple way and you can kind of apply this even to your skin or whatever, but stop, seal and seed. So first let's just stop doing the things that are messing with the microbiome and throwing off the homeostasis of our oral oasis. And that's things like, um, you know, a, a filter for your water uh, would be good to not have the chlorine coming out of the tap. Mm. So, it, you know, and I, and I, so you can even, what I used to do when I lived in the city and just had an apartment and didn't have a whole home thing is we just had the shower filter. And then that's where, you know, I rinse and brush my teeth with that, or we would wash the kale under the shower or run the bath from the shower filter. So there's ways to go around that. Um, and you wanna stop using toothpaste with like triclosan, which has been banned from hand soap, uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, which bleed and recede the gums or saccharin and just a whole bunch of other chemicals. We wanna get that. Fluoride. And it's yeah, really fluoride. hard. More than half the toothpaste still have fluoride in them. And I thought everybody knew you had to stop using fluoride, but I guess not, because even the health food store, <laughs> well, half of them have fluoride. Oh. Yeah, and the other thing with the health food stores, you, lots of the brands will have sodium low sulfate and also glycerin, which we think might be kind of sounding innocuous. It's sort of like a water-based vegetable glycerin, but mm. it is, it's not good for our cells. So it kind of like, if we use it like, whether it's a lubricant like KY jelly or on our face, what science has studied is that it, the cells are temporarily plumped by the, the lubrication, but then through osmolarity, the cells release their water and totally shrivel up. And when they looked at uh, vaginal cells under the microscope after the use of the, that lubricant, they looked like shriveled raisins. And on the teeth, when we use toothpaste with glycerin, they kind of coat the tooth. Like it's a very, you know, microscopic and visible layer mm -hmm. and it doesn't rinse off. Mm -hmm. And then that inhibits that microscopic um, dental dentineal lymphatic fluid from coalescing with the saliva, just in that seemingly innocuous ingredient of glycerin. Okay, so that that first step is it's just stopping, <laughs> you know, stopping okay. the things that are getting in the way. Seal. Seal. Like that makes me wonder about a leaky gut. Like exactly. I also think like this is 
the, you know, this leaky gums leaky is guts, what yeah. I call it from mm -hmm. leaky guts. And then yeah. kind of a cavity is kind of a leaky tooth. Mm, yeah. Right. So we got to seal and heal the guts for sure. Like not eating glyphosates would be another thing to stop or, and stopping eating things that would create intestinal permeability like corn and wheat and all that. I'm sure you've talked about it for a long, you know, in depth on. Yeah. And you know podcasts. what? I always think that everybody knows everything I teach <laughs> and why should I even keep doing it? Because, you know, it's like old hat, like, and everybody's singing the same song. So then I go somewhere out into the real world and nobody knows it. I think, wow, is, where are they? Like, how are they not picking all this information up? Don't they care? Or, you know, it's just like this. I mean, I hope many people at least care about their teeth and do a few of these things that we are saying. Um, so stop doing all the bad things. And what about, about, what about, uh, you know, using a toothbrush that's really yeah. abrasive, yeah. stop that or... Yeah, so we want to stop. Uh, yeah. kind of so you want to use a soft-headed toothbrush, even if you're like, you know, a 200-pound fireman, mm -hmm. <laughs> soft-headed, baby soft, every human soft-headed toothbrushes. And if your toothbrush, like six months from you bought it, the bristles are all like splayed, and all that is you're brushing way too hard. Six months down the road, your toothbrush should generally look the same. Obviously used, but the bristles should all be the same. So we want it, we've been brushing way too hard and then we've been brushing with very harsh chemicals. Um, and also, of course I have my whole dental line, but seriously, you can just brush your teeth with baking soda. I've made these eight steps and that's part of the sealing phase. And you can do those eight steps for oral care. You just do them twice a day. And it really, especially if you do it, can do it for like three months before you go to a dentist, you'll really evolve the current state of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And, um, but you can do all the steps with just things like baking soda, uh, diluted hydrogen peroxide and sea salt. And you can just use those like kind of ingredients for the rest of your life. And you will be a million times better off than using any kind of like drugstore product. And I just love people to know that because you don't have to buy my line to take care of your teeth. So let's talk about hydrogen peroxide. It is a killer. Yeah. So. Well, it seems like it's a killer, but it does seem to have a bit of intelligence in the mouth where it's not totally disrupting all of the good bacteria. Mm. And it's, but it is something you're going to just use maybe once or twice a month. And of mm. course, it's totally going to be diluted to 3%. And, or you can even use a little bit less. And there's some fun things you can do with that. One fun thing is once it's been diluted, you can just take like a jar of baking soda and pour a little on top. I don't, don't have any measurements for this. And you just let the cap off and you let it dry out. And you have kind of like a baking soda infused, hydrogen peroxide infused baking soda. And you can use that just like a couple times a month to do extra whitening. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason why you only want to use the hydrogen peroxide about twice a month is because it is pretty astringent. And so it can kind of make the gums just get a bit, you know, kind of pull back a bit. And so you don't want to do that. And every time you use hydrogen peroxide, use follow up with some baking soda because it's very alkalizing and gentle. But the baking soda is good to have. And we also have these blunt tip syringes. Mm -hmm. So it's like a little micro kind of like a what are the, water jet thing but it's very controlled and it's a blunt tip syringe. So you can make up little serums for in there. So dentists are now realizing the wisdom of probiotics and oral care. And so after some dentists, after the, the scaling of the teeth and the cleaning, they will implant probiotics along the gum line 
but you can totally do that at home with the blunt tip syringe. So you could make up a little serum with like one of our dental serums, some water and throw in some like a little bit of probiotic. And then you can just flush out those gum lines because they kind of stuff gets up in them and, and or well, that's one of the reasons they recede plus like TMJ can make them recede plus like our sodium oral sulfate toothpaste and brushing to our so many things can make that gum line recede. And so when you start flushing it out and the debris and the plaque that may have been lodged underneath then the gum gets free to come back around. And it's very, very important to take care of the gum line because where they meet the tooth and the gum, the sulca, you really wanna be caring for that, making sure plaque doesn't get built up because you want your gums to be like turtlenecks around your teeth. And when they kind of, you know, slack and the gum pockets get deep, then you're getting to sort of like a cowl neck situation and you don't want that. Mm -hmm. So, well, which one of your products would you put in the syringe? And are you saying fill the whole entire syringe and then just go, got a lot of teeth there, like yeah. all the way yeah, around? So well, you could do like, make a little shot glass, put in some, you know, or like a little thing you can shake and you could, so many things can go there, like a salted water, a baking soda water, adding all you would need is to add a couple drops of one of our dental serums, which are called like happy gum drops, we have yoga, yogi tea yogi, serum, yogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, even our swishing serums. So we have these oil pulling serums with like CoQ10 and that kind of stuff. You could even use a squirt of that, or you can just use like a sea salt water, touch of that 3% hydrogen peroxide. Um, now we're even testing putting spermidine in there because the study just mm. came out how good that is for the gums. Oh, really? So, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I'll send you that study. So there's all kinds of things that can you can just treat, you know, kind of a spa with your gum. And then a really cool toothpaste. So we have toothpaste, we have dental serums, we have swishing serums, and the dental serums you can like run along your floss. And we have tongue scrapers and all that. But I'm so excited about a toothpaste that we just launched a couple months ago. It was a few years in the making. And there's an ingredient uh, or there's a mineral and the teeth are made out of that. It's called nanohydroxyapatite. And it like forms the tooth. And 40 years ago, it was approved for toothpaste for astronauts in outer space because wow. the studies show it prevented bone loss. Oh, yeah. They have and so, a big problem with that when they go up. Yeah, it's a very big problem. Wow. So our toothpaste, because and there's only been like a four or five toothpaste in the whole planet that had ever had this ingredient. And of course, it's all in a sea of like things that we don't want to put in our mouth. So we made our beautiful version and it's called triple mint. And it even, um, if you research the nanohydroxyapatite, I mean, dentists love it. Many dentists feel it works better at whitening and filling out the teeth better than fluoride, even though mm. of course there's issues with that, but how cool that like dentists are seeing how amazing it is. And uh, we also have, you can also leap, so you can brush your teeth and all that sort of stuff and spit and do things, but you can also just take a little and then put it on your teeth afterwards and let it sit on there. Mm -hmm. And then we also and have- You can swallow it. Yeah, it's you no can problem. totally swallow yeah. it. So mm -hmm. it's also good for, you know, caring for children or Alzheimer's people, people that mm -hmm. don't know about, you know, they've kind of lost the ability to know about swallowing and not swallowing. And um, we also have a silicone tooth tray that you can get and you can put the paste in there and then just click it in and then just, you know, walk around for a couple hours and just let it be absorbed into your teeth and kind of have like a tooth mm. spa. So you put it in a tray and you put the tray in your mouth. Yeah, it's as easy. easy as it is. Yeah. Well, I just want to back up for a second yeah. because you said spermidine. Yes. <laughs> so I just want to be clear because I'd say that 99% of the people listening to this 
right now to us talk uh, don't know what spermidine is and we're not talking about sperm we're talking about something very different and um trying to think where i trying to think i actually primadine is a company yeah primadine is yeah is, i think there's so only two yeah in the whole world because it's just sort of become uh, been able to be extracted and be available as a food supplement and oh. i do love the primadine company because i know them and they have the they have it's a whole so there's other uh micronutrients that are key to go along with it plus they've removed the fats which go rancid mm. so it's a very high quality and um we've been playing a lot with it we're actually going to make a toothpaste with it and um it's just such an amazing supplement that's come out i actually did an interview on it um Oh. Because I, I just found like the beauty benefits are so phenomenal that to I take was, it orally, yeah, yeah to, topically, yeah, just oh. no. I mean, topically, we're having fun and really seeing like that you can add it to a honey mask or cream, and it's really like like an mm. amazing. You're like, wow. Well, tell people but, what it is. Yeah, it's so sorry, and it's well, spermidine is is found in like it's it's a polyamine, and it's found in like every living thing on the planet, and yeah, it is in sperm, and it is in breast milk and ampi and copious amounts, so it's very essential, and it is this essential thing that's in all life forms but we've never really been able to extract it. it is in food, but like not concentrated enough. Like it's in mm -hmm. cheeses and broccoli and mushrooms. Um, and then I guess it's people have been really looking for it. So maybe before you'd have to take like 40 capsules of like an algae to kind of get the equivalent of the kind of, of that of daily amount. And so um, the priming company found a way to extract it from pure non-GMO wheat germ and it still seems to be okay for people that have gluten sensitivity mm -hmm. and there is a doctor even working with people with celiac but that's of course another another situation but what it does is so the side effects are like um like you're just skin like i have pretty soft skin having had my own skincare company since i'm 20. but i was just <laughs> floored at like i didn't know it could get softer and everyone around like melasma is fading freckles fading um hair is thickening hair is shining like so the, there's all like nails hard my eyelashes are longer than they've ever been like i just well like, how I many just, how many do you take a day to get that because i was I'm, taking three yeah three times, twice a day three i take oh i take three three before bed sometimes four and mm. i've been on it since nine months oh cool that's great to know i love that because i know first of all no one knows about it secondly when yeah. you do know about it no one says anything about it. So, I mean, wow. there's no yeah. information about that out on it. So that's well, I, I don't wear mascara a lot because I'm not going, you know, not going mm -hmm. out too much. These days. But either. I just put it on today for a podcast. And I was just floored <laughs> at like the, I feel like my lashes are like twice as like the long, for sure they're the longest they've ever been in their life, wow. which you don't it's normally get at this age. Yeah, I started looking for it uh, two or three years ago when I realized what an critical anti-aging yeah. uh, product was. You know, another source for it is natto. Yes, yes. The bacteria. And, but and I think natto they're going to be, they're going to, that company's going to make one out of natto and then a totally wheat-free one out of algae. Um, oh, so it's well, good. the problem with natto, um, yeah. it's uh, fermented soy, but soy is incredibly high in oxalates. Yes, and so yes. natto is a very short fermentation of yeah. only uh, about maybe 24 hours. Oh. It's not long enough to get rid of the oxalates. And yeah. I know that so many people, of course, that I work, work with have yeast 
problems and if you have yeast they're making a ton of oxalates in your body so today we react to foods high in oxalates and so even though they're healthy like lots of lots sense. of the nuts and seeds not all of them like chia is high flax isn't um spinach that everybody loves uh, almonds and cashews there's so many things that we're eating that are healthy yes people don't realize what they're doing how damaging they could have that lactins is in them that kind of thing the lactins, yeah anyway oxalates. people don't soak their nuts for 20 you know eight or longer eight hours or yeah. longer to get rid of those uh the phytic acid on them too so we're phytic just making acid. a lot of mistakes yeah phytic anyway acid. we'll it, probably have to... no oh, that's bad for acid. your mouth too by yeah. the way are you gonna say it's... that yeah, it's like literally an anti-nutrient for the teeth. It decimates phosphorus. Okay. And so, you know, that is one of the issues if, if it's like a pure kind of vegan or vegetarian diet and it's like lentils for lunch, oats, and then mm -hmm. like rice for dinner, you are, and, and then no soaking or any of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You're I totally actually, um, so I'm a blood type A and I have found the majority of people that seem to call me, including all the kids <laughs> with autism and their parents, are A's. So I know a lot mm. about that blood type. And um, I find that A's really do do need some complex carbohydrates, especially mm. in, in the last meal of the day to sleep well, because they're just going on oh, yeah. an all protein diet. No, they, I feel they like stop sleeping. We do need our carbs, but we got to make good choices, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. and prepare them properly, just yeah. like we were talking yeah. about. So I would never eat them unless I can soak them. But also, um, I go like an extra step and I, so we have something called energy biotic, cocoa biotic, they're, they're probiotic liquids that are amazing diversity. And I'll put a few tablespoons of that in the soaking water. I just yes. barely cover the, uh, whatever it is, like um, rice or whatever you're gonna have. And uh, I'll just barely cover it with water and then put a few tablespoons of that in. And then I let it go a pretty long time, at least 24 hours, maybe even a couple of days. It's never gonna spoil because yeah. now you've got the good bacteria in there, but oh man, is it easy to digest when you do that? Yeah, too. and then you so, remove the phytic acid and then that's just hurting thing. your teeth. So yeah. we're back in your oral microbiome. So we actually are in a roundabout way, staying on topic here. Oh yeah, because diet is so key. And I, well, I feel like spermidine is really good for teeth. So it's all related. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say with that, the, the, the skin and the hair and all that great, those are the side effects. What it's actually doing is autophagy. So it's cellular cleanup, which we can oh, all use. Right, yeah amazing for the immune system, mitophagy, so it's doing mitochondrial cleanup, and lipophagy, so it's then taking that white fat, turning it to brown fat, the good healthy fat, and so all of that's going on, and right now, that supplement takes care of six of the nine biomarkers of aging, but studies will come out in the next year or so that really it's taking care of all nine. Oh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why I was so interested in it. And I do know that natto, which is enjoyed by the Japanese, they start giving yeah. their babies when they're little tiny, you know, like sitting up in their walker or whatever, <laughs> uh, a bean. They put oh. just one in their mouth because it builds their immune system. So they have their people in Japan either love natto or they hate natto, but it's a real popular food. And um, uh, they obviously don't have problems with uh, oxalates or something, I guess, because well, it's I, a majorly important food. And from my understanding, it does it make your skin beautiful. It, it should be a year for the making real natto, from what I understand. 
Uh, well, anybody I've ever, you know, that makes it and sells it that I've asked. It's 24 hours. Uh, you can make it yourself, though. But I was interested, too, because besides building your immune system, which is why they give it to the baby, your skin, like you said, just has a beautiful glow to it from eating Maybe the not that's spermidine. And it's obviously the spermidine. Yeah. And the good bacteria. <laughs> it's got good bacteria in it, too. That's right. Well, so I still have a million questions we haven't gotten, even gotten to. So oils, essential oils in your mouth, because you have... Yeah top quality amazing oils and i know that uh when we were together at david's conference you were across from my at a booth at a booth and uh that's when i went over and you know we have a lot of them and i've never seen essential oils like that before they were just like in another level of something i don't know how you can just you know they were just not anything like the stuff you buy in the health food store so oh, yeah. could we talk about them uh, for the mouth yeah, uh, for the oral microbiome, like obviously they're not going to hurt the bad, the good bacteria because oils don't. But how would you use them to create a healthy, you know, you heal your gums, um, maybe even clean your teeth? I mean, tell me, let's talk to us if you wouldn't talk to us about how to use the oils. For sure. Um, yeah. For well, of course, always got to use a real, genuine essential oil. And otherwise, you know, it could burn your skin or something. There's a lot of, games and adulteration that goes on that has gone on since essential oils were kind of made the modern era of them. So just know that. And there's also like, you know, a whole part of essential oils that seem like aromatherapy. That's like a bit like potpourri or like a hallmark mm -hmm. kind of realm. And that is not the realm that we're talking about. We're talking about pure, genuine distillations and plant extracts and any essential oil that we sell, we have like third-party testing and it's got all the components and like where the soil it was grown in and that name. So just just to get that straight. But once but, but Nadine, yeah. there's lots of essential oils out there. Were yeah. you very selective in choosing the ones that oh. you sell? Because you don't sell everyone under the no, I mean, well, yeah, I've been, I've been actually working with my distiller since I was 22 years old. I mean, you know, I was forming my relationships back then. I hand plucked them from the universe before there was even a, an internet. And uh, most, you know, obviously I've gained a few more in the years since. And there's there's new plants all the time, but like, that's the kind of quality that we're, but then when you have that quality, when you have the real thing, then it will do what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they are these bot botanical biotics. And actually what, how I got into even making dental stuff is I was in my twenties and I had my whole store and my product line. I didn't have any oral care yet, you know, but I'm a young entrepreneur. I'm off the family plan. I'm not too excited about going to the dentist. And I also feel like I figured out a lot of things to my for my body and how to care for my body. Um, but the teeth, there was not a lot written. There's not a lot going on, but I knew to find a holistic dentist. So I found that, didn't seem that holistic, but the hygienist was amazing. And she was like, there's a cavity forming on your tooth. She's like, go home work with all your things that you work with the oils and the herbs and then come back in six months and we'll see if it's still there so i was blown away i didn't even know that it could so you literally had a cavity yeah. already forming forming so it was early stages but that brand you know it becomes brown and she showed me i didn't realize it was there and then i was just blown away though because the fact that it was like go home and see if you can fix it i was mm -hmm. like what i thought right these were just form yes. stones in my body and they weren't connected so i did and that's how i uh created the happy gum drops because i did and then you know i took care of everything and i went back and it wasn't there 
So that was What's my... a happy gumdrop? Tell everybody about so that. That was Sounds my first product. Like a great thing to give a baby yeah. <laughs> child. <laughs> well, it's good. We have a wild child happy gumdrop. So we have a gentler version for babies and stuff. And it is good to use for teething and stuff. Because I don't oh, know what God. the design is, but definitely whenever the teething comes, the immune system kind of crashes. So that's why you're like, mm -hmm. oh, is the, the baby, you know, it's usually inflamed because there's inflammation from the, mm -hmm. the gums being and they get a runny nose and they're real nose. grumpy. Yes. Oh my God. They yes. do look like they have something like a yeah. cold. So at first you think, oh, a cold's coming. And then you're like, oh, we're teething now because mm -hmm. I woke up mm -hmm. 10 times. <laughs> so um, that helps and it soothes it. And it's also really good to boost the immune system if you see that it's coming on. Um, so the essential oils, I mean, they all, they're all so different and they all do different things, but within the happy gums, we've got Rose Auto, which is a voluntary. So it speeds up healing of the gum tissue. We've got mm. sea buckthorn, which helps to heal and seal the gums. And mm. it's something we love to use on our face. And then we've mm. got like things like tea tree, which the Australian Dental Association showed that as little as under 1%, you know, can get help with cavities and mouth bacteria and halitosis and a whole bunch of stuff like that. Um, thyme and tea tree and peppermint and clove and cinnamon, which are all just botanical biotic powerhouses that are helping to heal the tissue, bust through the biofilms and the bacteria keep the happy bacteria wow. happy and speed up gum healing and help to bust away plaque. So wow. it's the really phenomenal. That's amazing. They really, really help people gums. <laughs> all your years. I just want people to know this about Nadine. Like she's real like me and probably lots of you listening that, um, you know, you grow up in the world and you just start questioning things, whatever they say, you think, well, you know, are they right? Maybe they're wrong. I'm going to go look for other answers. And so Nadine early in life started uh, really thinking outside of the box and coming up with uh, some amazing, well, she first trained herself and now she's sharing all this great information with us. She had a health food store already at the age of 22. You already had a health food store? Well, it was like a aromatherapy store, but yeah, right oh, six months yeah. after university, I opened up, it was called Osmosis and it was North America's first full aromatherapy concept aromatherapy store. We had a blending bar. I would like make perfumes for people. That's how I met like some fun people like Alanis Morissette. Yeah, you, she came, so many celebrities yeah. follow you now. That's how. Well, did they, were people ready for it? Because I have to say that you know, 30 years ago when I started teaching about stevia and the microbiome and everything, there was always some people that were ready, but the rest of the world was like not even looking in that direction. So that was very uh, forward thinking. Yeah, Did you it's crazy that that's 30 years. <laughs> you know what? And, uh, I feel like I feel like it was uh, enough people were you know, at the time. I mean, there was just a, there is enough to it was very, you know, I still have clients today from like 30. I've, I've had clients for 30 wow. years. It's crazy. I, I, I hope today obviously people that didn't know who you were now know who you were and okay so here's another thing too like obviously quality costs more money than uh, going to the health store and getting clove from there let's say or teacher oil or something but that's probably better than nothing but um let's say that you want to get started and yeah. they come they, so when it comes to your website they just say i can't do everything that i could do that Nadine has, but what what do you think are the most important things to get started with to make the biggest difference? Like I, I would say, 
absolutely to whatever you're going to say to add on eating fermented foods because then yes they have such an incredible diversity they're, they're, you're eating a little bit of two at least two main meals you have a couple of tablespoons now you're putting a, a lot of good bacteria into your gut and they are going to crowd out the bad bacteria so that's a good first step is to get rid of the pathogens that way by bringing in more of the good guys now let's say people say okay i'll do that on it that sounds pretty easy i'll make some or i'll go to the store and buy some because today there's a lot of companies making fermented vegetables once upon a time nobody made them um, hard to first, find. yeah and then i was teaching people how to make them and how important a starter is because it is best to use a starter but okay so let's say they say yes to the gut and now what would you say to do that's absolutely essential to get started well, I would say like for sure oral care and I would say get a dental serum and the tooth, a toothpaste because with the dental serums, which are the liquid, it's a liquid love for your mouth. You can slide that along floss. You can even just use a drop of dental serum and then, you know, dip your, you know, put a pinch of baking soda on there. So on one level, if you can only get one thing, get the dental serum. Um, but that triple mint paste with the nanohydroxyapatate is amazing. So I would do that. Those two things will totally change your whole oral care. And then you can go deep into the, into the eight steps and stuff. So the, the right toothpaste is called... Well, we get the triple mint, even though, I mean, I love triple all mint. of our okay. toothpaste, but let's, that's mm -hmm. the rock star of the crowd mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, d d the healthy, the happy gumdrops is, is really good for everybody's mouth and really you're getting used to it, like, because there's never really been a dental serum. Like that wasn't a product that existed until I thought, hey, let's make one. So it's yeah, like I've a new I've seen other people concept. have them, but you were the well, first. Well, now they have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I don't trust the quality like I trust. Well, yeah. Those, I mean, I've seen you... some, they're in almond oil and it's like experiment, yeah. but we're like, I'm so into like purity and potency, you know, obviously. Like one drop. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I would say another area that I think makes a big difference is like switching out deodorant. And we have gorgeous, gorgeous deodorants. We have two kinds. We have a, a cream kind, and that's called Underarm Charm. And there's so mm. many gorgeous scents. And then we have our Poetic Pits, which are just like phenomenal. And people will sweat in like hot yoga and whatever. And then people will come to them after class and be like, how do you smell so good right now, even though you've been sweating? And it totally works with your own pheromones. It's adding like all those juicy essential oils to that area, antibacterial, antifungal, and it's not masking you. And it's just harmonizing with your own smell. So you just become a very sensual version of yourself. So there's that. And then I think another huge thing is if we all just stop washing with soap on our entire bodies and face, just save the soap for the pits and bits because the skin microbiome doesn't need that. And then what we want to do, what cultures across the globe did for thousands of years before soap is they washed and cleansed with oil. And it's so phenomenal. And yes, even if you have cystic acne or rosacea or eczema, oil is the answer. But of course, not any oil, not baby oil, not whatever fake oil, petroleum oil, not rancid almond oil or peach kernel or grapeseed, but real like my favorite is organic jojoba, which is a desert plant. It's actually a liquid wax. And it's, so it actually, it never, it, if it's stored properly, it will never go rancid. And it's the most, it's the oil that's the most simpatico with our skin and sebum of any oil on the planet as a fatty oil. So it's gorgeous. You can 
Um, so we make our best skin evers, which are what you can use to cleanse and wash your face and moisturize. It will take makeup off. It'll help well, you shave. Well, you know, it's usually like when people think of washing their face, yeah. they put a little foamy stuff on yeah. and rub their face. Um, yeah. I, how do you cleanse with oil? You're not going to put the oil on. You, can, you can, you can massage whatever, but what I like to do is use a face cloth. Um, we sell these beautiful organic hemp ones, but it's like any, like a face cloth. And that's the, basically the amount of texture for exfoliation. You don't want to be exfoliating beyond the texture of a classic face cloth. So A, just know that because we've been over exfoliating, which definitely is the, the young cells underneath and the skin's microbiome in a vulnerable position. And if you're over exfoliating your skin that harshly, it's kind of like leaving uh, your front door open when you go on vacation where you've left sort of the vulnerability to that system of, of the skin on mm -hmm. the face. So you just take a damp cloth, put a spot of water on it, squirt of oil, and then you're just like, you know, going over the face like that. If you have a lot of makeup or a mascara, you could use a cotton pad first, put a little, damp, you know, just a touch of water and not soaking, soaking wet, and then the oil, remove that, and then do a face cloth round. Do one rinse, and then you can just squirt on, you can, of course, we have serums and creams, but you can also just stick to the best skin ever, which is basically what I'm using each day because I keep things really simple. I can get fancy. I can have moments of eye cream and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, what's in our best skin bottle is like beyond even the, the most expensive face cream. So it may be a little on some level, it may be more than what you're used to, but on one level, it's really, I don't think you can get better skincare for more or less money. You know, it's really juicy. And it really will just harmonize. So many things are gonna not be a problem anymore because so much of our modern skincare, just like our ingredients in our oral care is just creating a catch 22 with the skin. We're stripping it with chemicals and then trying to replenish the moisture where everything, the chemicals that we're using and the surfactants that we're using are literally dissolving our own ceramide production. And then we're like trying to buy something to put it back in which has also got chemicals in it and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you were reminding me of something. Uh, first of all, I, I was, as a teenager, uh, had extremely oily skin. And uh, the dermatologist said, well, you just have genetics. You're always going to have ugly, thick, <laughs> um, bumpy skin. So I took antibiotics, which really was a bad thing to do, but it worked. But Con serious consequences for me, but at least it put me on the path that I'm on. Says so yeah, so good comes say, out of bad things. It definitely less. But um, but you know it's interesting. So because I had problems with my skin, I was so self conscious, like a lot of girls are, especially teenagers. And um, I, I so I when I was living in LA for a while, and I was I went to Co Opportunity. There was a woman that worked in the supplement department, and she had pain. It's painful to look at it. Really, mm -hmm. she had such horribly pockmarked skin from having had acne and not doing anything about it and it just was rough and really bad and so so i you know watched her over the years time her skin changed it was extraordinary and all she was doing was putting rosemary essential oil on her skin which was really intriguing mm -hmm. to me because i did everything to dry my skin out my whole entire life and considering myself, you know, when it says, what kind of skin do you have? I'd always check off oily skin. Okay. But um, here she was using oil for her skin to get rid of all the, so like a year later, her skin was that smooth. I was shocked. I'll never forget that. But mm -hmm. um, I was going to say myself, uh, people 
to my surprise, having the doctor said I'd always be, you know, cursed basically with the skin. People nice say doctor. to me all the time, gosh, you have such nice skin. I'm thinking, wow, I do. <laughs> I'm sorry to believe. But it's, again, it gets back to having the fermented foods and having them in your gut and having a healthy gut because, again, your gut is influencing the um, health and the cleanliness of your skin as well, Absolutely. too. So I think that this is a great... Um, I hope a lot of people listen to it because I think there's a lot of great information here that we're sharing from two different point of view. Uh, I mean, from my perspective, I'm focusing on the gut and the probiotic foods and on your focusing on uh, the skin and the gut oral microbiome, which is really connected, obviously. Uh, so I think there's just amazing amount of information that the two of us have between us. So we're I'm very glad that you took the time to get together and we can... Uh, get this out into the world and hopefully uh, change a lot of people's understanding about their oral microbiome, their skin. And please, everybody, um, Beijing has two great books. I mean, I'm talking about really great books. Um, the one for skin is, an app. I lost all my notes here. I, you have no idea how many. I just kept thinking of questions to ask you for the oh, last two days, and I can't find any of them right now. But um, you know what I always say with the skin and the microbiome? I say, let the bacteria be your beautician. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. really good. So we're going to yeah. allow the microbiome and the guts to thrive with all of your wisdom and allow, you know, topics. So from insides and topically, we allow the bacteria to thrive, you know? Uh, you're reminding me of something else. My mother um, got cancer, and of course, she had to go the traditional route. She wouldn't listen to me, but um, she ended up with um, a really bad staph infection for one of her hospital stays. And I remember taking, uh, of course, it was the weekend, and she couldn't reach anybody. So I took um, the probiotic liquid that we had, cocoa probiotic, and I just packed it all over her oh, skin. It was yeah. amazing how it um, brought that infection down talking about yeah. you know, bacteria on your skin too. And um, actually, of course, after the weekend was over, she went to her doctor who put her on an antibiotic, but it was an interesting lesson for me that you can even use certain probiotics and the diversity on your skin as well too. But Nadine, would you tell everybody again, the name of the two books and the name of the website, and um, hopefully people will just go there and start off with just something that you recommended and start on the right path. Um, sure. um, so my books are Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. There's also a really good dental chapter in Renegade Beauty. So you can just start with that if you feel like it. Everywhere books are sold plus they're both audible books. Mm -hmm. And then we've got livinglibations.com and you can have fun over there. And if you have any questions or where to start or what to do, uh, just email us. And we also do free consults. It's it, They're very popular. So they're booked up in advance, but we have like whole families and multi-generations or like bridal parties coming and doing consults. It's really fun. And oh, the website's great. Living Libations. And then you can find us over like most social media, but we like Instagram, uh, Nadine Artemis Official and Living Libations Official. Thank you very much, Nadine. It's really a, um, an honor to know you. Thank you. It's so special to, to be able to spend time with you today.